Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. So does everybody feel like they've recovered from Gen Con? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm I'm up and about. Uh, a lot of people talk about like the con crud. I never got that, but uh, I think I'm 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 ready to go. I lost my voice a little bit there for a bit, but it is back. Um, so I think that was the closest to the crud that I got. I just got foot blisters. Oh, mm, funny. All the walking. Other than that, I'm good. Well, just in time for you to be recovered. Next week, we leave for Dragon Con. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I, I changed my mind. I'm not recovered yet. And that's a lot more walking because it's it's nice to think that, yeah, Gen Con is sort of a downtown convention, but still, like, most of the stuff is convention center or adjacent buildings. And while it's a walk, it's, like, right there. Dragon Con is downtown of the city yeah that's the convention yeah like jesus my goal for this year for dragon con is to actually go to something besides a party that the con is hosting (laughs) (laughs) a panel a live show something somehow i get to dragon con and i never do anything except like the nighttime shenanigans and the parade i thought you were gonna say that your goal was to not be purged uh just because the way you guys talk (laughs) like it seems like there's so much going on that like i'm sure there's a purge going on somewhere (laughs) god well, speaking of the purge, uh, we have uh, end of days <laughs> uh, on the 23rd. That is this Friday uh, at 930 p.m. We will be running the next session of end of days and we will have Carolyn back. She's coming into town to record some more investigate the history. Uh, and so she will be here with her bear trap throwing <laughs> character uh, to take part in end of days. I guess in theory, I'm going to be on it as well. We talked before mm-hmm. her uh, her boyfriend, Chris, wanted to play, but he thinks he wants to hold off and just watch. So I think he might post up next to you on the couch and nice. watch. Yeah, I'm going to be super anxious because I will just be like a day out of having this Invisalign put in. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So I'm I didn't very, know you were going for that. Yeah. I've So no one wants to hear it too much of the story, but I've got this tooth that is sideways and it's just causing me more and more problems. I've actually had to like miss some voiceover work because I couldn't talk. So I'm finally having to get it done, but I'm anxious about those first couple days because everyone's like, oh yeah, you have a lisp. Well, good because literally every scent that I make is through a microphone. So I'm very glad that I'm having this done. Uh, so what I've been told is just the more you talk, the faster you get over it, like the faster it goes away. You should just go through a bunch of, uh, tongue twisters and everything just to I'm just going to start narrating a book when I get home Wednesday night. I've got, I'm sure somewhere I've still got some of the pencils they gave me in speech therapy for my lisp that have the fun little tongue twisters to just humiliate you. You know, under the guise of therapy. It's just like (laughs) seven slippery snakes, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this isn't helping. It's just giving you things to laugh at me about. Oh, God. Speech therapist. Like, there's not a lot of stuff that I get anxious about or like self-conscious with, but I'm so terrified of like 
putting those in and found like, oh, yeah, for the next 40 weeks, I just always have a lisp. I'll tell you, that might make some of the character voices way either creepier or more delightful. Like, can you imagine <laughs> Baba Yaga with a lisp? She's rounded all of her teeth and so it just sounds a little <laughs> off. I wanted to give off a friendlier guise. Do you like my rounded teeth? <laughs> God. Um, also, uh, this month, uh, if you have not joined the Patreon yet and you are interested in it, uh, this is the month that you can join to get into the cycle with the swag tier. We've actually been working on the swag the past couple days. Uh, I'm excited to send it out and for people to get it. Uh, so if the swag tier is something that you're interested in, uh, this would be the month to join to get in on the next swag that comes out in December. Oh, man, and we got a lot of stuff. I mean, we've got things in vials and boxes, little baggies. Oh, it's going to be great. Uh, and if you're not yet a Patreon member, join, because we have got some cool stuff in the works that when we start hitting these next few tiers, like we have got some groundwork laid out for some really cool stuff that I'm super excited about. Yeah, like we're actually getting ready to set the next couple of goals, and we're, I think we're setting them a little lower than we normally would because we are excited to get some of this content out that we have lined up. So you can always find us at patreon.com slash the crit show. And our $5 tier gets you access to Hero Salad and Investigate the History and all future audio content we create. Dun, dun, dun. Wait a minute. Are you implying that we're going to do... recap roll. Oh, shit. Touch the crystal to that portal area? You pull out the gem and start to lean it forward towards the portal. And there is some fluctuation in the energy of the portal but you can see it being drained into the crystal. Yeah, I mean, I can go in again and at least try to just get one, get the, maybe the one that's pissed off to follow me. They might all follow, but at least we'll have them in that corridor. Gotcha. I'm going to invoke my belt of embiggening by pressing on the, the gem. Oh, right. Okay, so there is this pulse and TJ gets almost four times his normal size, and so he is about the size of a water troll right now. I'm just, like, giggling. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've had an arrow drawn, like, the whole time, and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't have to do anything. We're about to pay, I'm sure. As you all run through here, there is a moment where you hear a very clear and sharp click sound, and you turn back and you see Nyx frozen in place and her foot is resting on a stone that has sunk into the floor beneath her heel. You all have a brief moment of seeing flashbacks of the troglodytes running down this hall and doing this weird stutter step as they came, and you now realize that they were avoiding this spot in the hallway, and with this realization comes a sound like an avalanche as the bone walls collapse in on you. So you were all in this hallway as the bones begin to fall and crush you, what do you want to do? Okay, so even being a little bear, I'm feeling nimble and protective. So I just have it in my head that I essentially want to get a hold of her, like in, in the teeth, like just grab her, her shirt, her cloak, something, and be running up these bones that are spilling around to get her out of the danger. A head or back? A head. Okay. I think it's going to be tricky. I mean, you are a little bear cub, so you'd be yeah. grabbing her boot, essentially trying to pull her. Uh, is there any way that I might be able to help him out by using my shield to, like, block the bones that are coming down that might hinder them? Yeah, I mean, you could roll aid. That would be great. Um, I don't think I'm very well equipped for anything in the collapsing hallway. I feel like I need to get out first before I can turn around and try and, like, 
sing a song or something that might help somebody. So okay. I think I am going for safety first. All right. So Jake rolled defy danger with dexterity. Tass rolled defy danger with strength. And TJ roll aid. That's a 10. Uh, nine. And I got a four to help out. So Jake, with your mixed success, uh, you react to these bones collapsing in. And you're going to get buried, but it's not going to hurt you. You're going to take damage, but get out. Or you're going to lose something in the Scrabble. Buried, but unharmed. Okay. And I think with TJ's failed aid, everyone except for Jake takes 12 points of armor-defeating damage. Whoa. Whoa. And you are all buried underneath these bones. Is everyone all right? No, no, I'm under bones. I'm hurt by a lot of bones. Ugh. Nix? Yeah. Okay, that's three. Jake? I'm okay. I, I don't know how, but somehow I'm all right in here. You're under it, though? Yeah. Yeah, I'm buried, but unscathed otherwise. Ooh, okay. Can I locate them? Like, from hearing where they are, do I have a, a good idea of where they are? Yeah, I mean, you can tell the direction. Um, I mean, I want to I want to start trying to sing and, and start healing. Like, if the bard song's based on them being able to hear me and we can hear each other. Okay. How's everybody doing? Who needs who needs help? Things are things are dislocated. I don't know. I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding a lot. I think I have something stuck in my back, but I, I mean, I, I feel okay-ish. What about Nyx? I'm not great. I think there's something puncturing my lung. Uh, I think I'm going to sing the healing song for Nyx first. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I feel bad. We like promised her we could pull this off and I don't want her to die in this place because of our hubris. And are you just doing it from underneath the bones? I think so. I think priority one, you know, if they can hear me, then the magic should work. Yeah. So I think priority one is I'm okay is to patch the team up so that when we get out of the bones, we're in fighting shape. I think that uh, if you're still buried underneath the bones, you can do it. But I think it's going to be at a minus one because there's like things trying to slide into your mouth and stuff as you sing under here because you're just buried under a pile of bones. Yucky. <laughs> mm. Bones equal teeth, too. Oh, no. Oh, I got a mouthful of teeth that aren't yours. <laughs> yeah. um, I will take that. Okay. I'm going to still go for it. Christ alive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, four. How did these bones collapse on you and you didn't get hurt? I see, I don't know. Like in my head, that wasn't something that I did. Like that was just dumb luck. Yeah. That they happen to fall and kind of support each other like tent pole style. Yeah. So I think that as you start to adjust to try and sing, you knock one of the keystones free that is kind of holding this area up around you. The key bones. <laughs> yes, the key bone. And you take eight points of damage armor defeating. Good God. Uh, and from down the hallway, you hear, and there's a sound getting closer. Guys, I screwed it up. I can hear it coming. It knows where we are. Okay. Okay. Time to go. Come on. We got to get out of here. Uh, I'm going to try to struggle through and get out of this. Okay. So roll defy danger with strength to try to get out of this buried alive situation. And before you tell me the result... I've been thinking about your use of hold to try to do something better if the creature has a better stat. And I'm going to make a slight adjustment to this. Okay. Because I've essentially given you unlimited luck points, letting <laughs> you kind of bump up a success by a shapeshift. That's fair. So you can still use the hold on stats that we think are higher on the animal, but you have to declare it before you roll, and it'll give you a plus one ongoing while you're in that form. So say with the bear, you want to use strength. 
you use that hold and now you'll have a plus one ongoing when you use something that deals with strength. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I guess I do have the one hold here and I am in bad shape, so I would not mind using it. Okay. So roll to find danger with strength. Uh, so with the plus one, that gets me to a seven. All right. So with your mixed success, you can get out. But some other people are going to take a little bit of damage as you shift around and walk. They're going to get buried a little more and have a harder time getting out themselves. Or you're going to take a little damage climbing on top of these broken bones. But you will be free and the other people won't be any worse for your wear. I think it's just going to have to be that it's a little harder for them to get out. Okay. And so TJ and Nyx, um, you are next to Tass, and as he's fighting his way out of this, you feel the bones coming off of him, and you feel the weight get heavier on you as they start to spill over into where you are buried. I'm gonna just try and unbury myself as well. Alright, we'll defy danger with strength, but with a minus one. Eleven? Oh, uh, minus one is ten. Alright, yeah, you were able to pull yourself out without any issue. Wonderful. Uh, is there any way I might be able to figure out where Nyx is and get her out of there? Yeah, I mean, you could try to help her as she tries to dig herself out. Yeah, I'm going to get like some of the top layer out as much as possible whenever I start seeing bits of it starting to collapse down in on her. Okay. That is an eight. All right, so that brings her to a seven. Ooh. So she starts to climb out and you reach in to help her and it is treacherous going. And you notice that a lot of these bones, you know, you thought before they were broken, but you can see that some of them have been intentionally like sharpened and placed in here. Uh, and you both take three points of damage. And down the hallway, you see the last troglodyte about 20 yards away, moving in the direction of all the fallen bones. Jake. Uh, I mean, I'm going to try and get out. I'm going to try and, I guess, kind of like get narrow so that I can move skinnier through the bone pile like instead of trying to just muscle them out of my way i'm trying to kind of get out of their way and and get small to get out of this pile oh like in a ball pit like you're trying to weave <laughs> <in the gaps. laughs> yes yeah, like a gruesome ball pit okay roll defy dangerous strength eight you can get out but you will take a couple points of damage in the doing you will be the first person that the troglodyte sees or in unbearing yourself, you're going to kick around enough bones that it's going to make it a little more difficult for the other three to get from where they are to the clear hallway. I'm going to be the first one that's seen by the troglodyte. So you see that this troglodyte stops right as you pull yourself out, and it's about 10 yards away, and it raises its hands, and you can see that earth from the wall starts to come down and like coalesce between its two hands. Are you kidding me? You're a magic fucking troglodyte. You can't even make words. How are you doing incantations? <laughs> um, I want to try to shoot it with an arrow. All right, roll volley. Six. All right, Jake, you go to fire, and I think that these bones underneath your feet are just too unstable, and you slip, and you fire off an arrow into the ceiling, but the troglodyte gets this ball of earth and hurls it at you after it has formed. And you take five points of damage, armor defeating. That's so much less bad than I thought it was going to be. It was a very bad roll. <laughs> you know, I suppose I should have asked you guys to choose your new fate because I now have the newer set of Gen Con die. I'm still using the 2018. Would you prefer I switch to the 19? Yes, do the 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'm going to regret this immediately. Yeah. I think I'd used up all the good rolls in the 18, so. Oh, no. <laughs> Crack open a fresh case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you fall to the ground. Tass. 
What are you doing? Everyone is up. You've just seen this troglodyte come down and seem to pull some of the earth off of the cave uh, with some magic and throw it at Jake. Uh, I think I just want to try to scramble over to Jake and get the potion that we bought because I am I am dying. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, roll defy danger with dexterity to scramble your way over there and get this from Jake. Eight. So you can scramble over to Jake and get this healing potion out and drink it. But in the panic to get in his bag and dig this out, you're going to spill the antitoxin. You're going to make the troglodyte aware of your two friends standing back on the rest of the bones. Or you're going to become its focus. Uh, I think this antitoxin's got to go. <laughs> yeah, so you pull out both vials and you can't tell which is which for a second. Uh, and then you see the color and you just drop the other one and it shatters on the ground as you pull the cork out of the healing potion and drink it. Okay. Jake, you are our keeper of things. How, how much did that heal me again? 10 points. All right. So you have healed 10 points. TJ, what are you doing? I'm going to do what a fighter does best. I'm going to scramble up to this troglodyte and I'm going to flail him. All right. Uh, roll defy danger with dexterity to get to him and hit him as you try to traverse these bones. That's an eight. So you can get to him and attack, but he is going to throw his focus on you since you are the most present danger. You're going to take a minus to the damage that you roll just on this turn because of your unbalanced footing as you swing. Or you can get to him and attack but you're going to have to use your hands because you're going to have to drop the mace to get a nice, clean traversal over all of these bones. You need both hands, but you can get there and attack with just your hands. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go over there and attack him with my hands. So I'm going to drop the flail and scramble on all fours to get there. All right. Roll your damage. Nine. So you run up and you lay hands on this troglodyte. And it grabs a hold of you. You take two points of damage, armor defeating, uh, as it places its hands on you and you feel just a little bit of electricity coursing through your body from its hands. Jake? Um, having seen this thing seemingly cast spells, does it trigger any knowledge? Would I have any idea, like, do troglodytes do a different kind of magic? Or would this be kind of the same as the goblin? In which case, would I expect it to be like, he's squishy or anything like that? Uh, you know that Troglodytes are more like what you would think of as like a shaman, and so they channel earth magic. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that they are weaker, they are just more in tune with the earth magic. How do you know that? Uh, I think that in the past, Kolvar has had a conversation with Walfus about like the nature of magics and how, you know, like uh, a lot of like humans and elves, like the name givers, are commonly arcane, like studied magicians. And Walfus was explaining that it's different for him. His is kind of like given by the earth. And he explained that that's similar for a lot of other kind of monsters, for beasts, that when they utilize magic, they're not studied. They kind of draw it. And he actually gave troglodytes as an example that they draw their magic from the earth. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to sing the healing song for TJ. I am worried. I don't know that he's the worst off, but he is the one that's toe to toe with this thing right now. All right, roll it. Nine. So uh, it either draws unwanted attention or it reverberates to other targets. Have to assume it's going to reverberate to another target. Seven points of healing. Yeah, I think it reverberates to another target because everybody's in such close proximity. Uh, we're going to do a D4 with even being Tass, odd being the troglodyte. All right, so TJ and the troglodyte both heal seven points. 
I cannot stop boinking this magic thing, guys. It's fine, man. You're the only one that knows how to do this. You're keeping us alive, so keep it up. Tess. Uh, I want to try to take on my mountain lion form. Okay, roll it. That's a 10. And I want to rush out and try to bite this dude. Okay, roll hack and slash. Uh, that's an 8. And how much damage? 2 damage. Hot. And you take 2 in return. TJ. Um, since I have no real, like, weapon in my hand, I want to use the bones as a weapon. So, being that I went toe-to-toe with the mimic, like, I was wrestling that thing on the ground and everything, I think I've picked up on the wrestling, and I'm just gonna try and lift this thing up and body slam it, hopefully onto some sweet, sharp bones. Okay, uh, roll defy danger with strength. I love this. That's a seven. All right, so you can lift this troglodyte up and carry it back towards the bones to slam it down, but it is going to tear at you while you travel that 10 yards with it. It is going to become aware of the fact that it is now between the three of you and Nyx, or it is going to pick up these bones and start using them as an improvised weapon as well. I think I'll go with the first one because I just want to take the damage. I don't want these guys to. They've already taken enough. You take eight points of damage, not armor defeating. All right, so roll a d12 for damage. D12. Oh, boy. Forgot I had one of those. (laughs) Please be good. 12, 12, 12, 12, 12. Is an eight pretty good? It's like the eighth highest number you could get on that die. Yeah. So you pick up the troglodyte and you carry it over towards all of these fallen bones, and you can tell that it starts to panic and it is clawing at your back. And you feel blood running down like your shoulders. You hear it dripping on the ground as you walk. Everybody's trying to get up and get themselves positioned to help again. And with a mighty effort, you lift it above your head and slam it down into these bones. And you see that they just pierce all over its body as it hits. And it is lying motionless. That was awful. Oh, my God. And I just fall on the ground because I'm so injured. (laughs) Yeah, I think Nyx crawls along this floor of bones and gets out of the center of it and just lays down on the ground next to the group. Jake, see to Nyx, get some of those bandages out and and try to patch her up to limping. Uh, I'm going to try to creep across the bones here and and grab TJ's flail and maybe just keep watch here for a sec until everybody feels better. Yeah, Jake, all this blood is coming off my back. I think something needs to stop it. Um, Okay, yeah, I'll I'll break out the bandages. I want to get everybody into a condition that we can get out of here. Like, I feel like the longer we stay in here, you know, we're still in danger. There are still threats in here. So I want to get everybody good enough that we're mobile and like uh, tripping won't kill one of us before we get out and then maybe do some more healing and get everybody in in ship shape before we take off. So I'm just going to give everybody some bandages so that we're mobile and we can start moving and get out of here. All right. Uh, So, Tash, you're going to go down the hallway and kind of peek around to see if there's anything down that way that has heard this commotion and get TJ's mace. Right. I was hoping at least for the just getting across the bones, if I could maybe invoke a hold to just careful cat paw across these. Yeah. And I think that when you get to the end, roll discern realities. And I think you get a plus one for your lion senses. Okay. Um. That would be a nine. All right, you get a hold one. What should I be on the lookout for? So as you creep down to the end of this hallway, after you have gotten TJ's mace squarely in your mouth and 
you're just kind of carrying it around as you try to see what's going on down here. You glance down back towards the direction that you know those goblins and the cook are, and you see some shadows playing around like they must be down there moving about, and you think they must be mobilizing themselves to go somewhere else. Uh, And so I think the thing you need to be on the lookout for is making too much noise in case they are leaving either up or out the trolls because they'll be down in this direction soon. Okay, I think that in mind, I kind of lower back down to get more of the chain in my mouth, too. So I'm not just dragging a mace across bones. Um, And I think it takes about 10 minutes. Task comes back. And at this point, Jake has bandaged everybody. uh, So everybody takes four points of healing. Uh, What would you like to do now? We got to get the hell out of here. I want to, like, get Nix's arm around my shoulder and start beelining for the exit. Like, hey, can you... Point me in the right direction here. I don't know what's back here, but the exit's through the nest, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Hey, uh, just for what it's worth, up ahead, there's a whole lot of stuff. It just looked like, uh, I don't know, the equipment of the people these guys have been eating, shit like that. I mean, that sounds great. How long do you think it'll take? I don't want to waste time in here. Um, I mean, we can make it quick and just try to glance for anything that's obviously important and, and push through. Okay. Um I want to I want to walk with Nix over to like the way out. I'm not going to take part in this search. I want to, you know, I mean, I'm not much of a protector here, but vaguely protect and just be ready to bug out if something bad happens. I think I want to look through this pile. Okay, so roll discern realities. Uh that's a 9 and I'm going to help out. Uh how are you helping? I'm just going to go through stuff like he is too. Okay, roll aid. Uh, that would be a nine. All right, Tash, you get a hold three. What here is useful or valuable to me? Yeah, what you find as you look around down here is that though a lot of it is damaged, there is a lot of fairly decent gear down here um, that they have killed a number of adventurers. Uh, and so there's a lot here that you could take back to town and sell. Okay. Uh, what here is not what it appears to be? You've invoked another mimic. fuck i didn't see a shapeshifter just Uh, hey just because a doppelganger always has a mimic with it doesn't mean a mimic's always got a doppelganger with it one of them is codependent the other one is not (laughs) i'm I'm just picturing like like a mimic sitting at the bar and like the doppelganger busts in is like where have you been i have been worried sick and the mimic's like i come home when i want to come home (laughs) in the far corner of the room where you had originally seen the troglodyte that ended up casting magic there is a little stool made out of various bones but underneath it you can see that there is a piece of earth that is broken away it seems like there's some kind of a hidden little stash underneath here okay i want to dig into the stash uh, you dig inside of there and you find a dagger. Oh, okay. I will take that. And TJ, you're over packing up all the various pieces of small loot into a bag. And as you see Tass pull out this dagger, you want it. Like you are jealous that he has it. Uh, Tass, that dagger is really nice looking. Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, let's let's go. We'll go over the loot after. Let's let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. And you feel kind of angry that he's brushed it off. God, what a dick. Uh, I guess with this in mind that, you know, trying to hurry through this, I want to just glance around and feel like what's about to happen. You feel like that the bone wall has collapsed. That made a lot of noise. And you start to hear 
the goblins down the hallway talking. They're pretty far away, but your ears pick it up, and you think that they are going to come down this way to investigate what has happened. Oh, that's our cue, boys. Let's go, let's go. All right. And I'm going to head towards Jake and Nix. Yeah, start moving. All right. She leads you. It takes 10, 12 minutes. Um, it's a decent amount of climbing and traversing some pretty tight gaps, but you are able to make it back outside into the forest. Could I say that as we're going through this and we're trying to get like through gaps and up like rock faces and things like that, that uh, if I try to help him up or anything, I'm actually trying to feel for the dagger. Yes. <laughs> Just like, yes. come on. <laughs> That's absolutely acceptable that as you're helping you try and get a hold of his bag and his dagger, roll straight decks just out of curiosity okay <laughs> i got a three yeah you are not able to find where he is hidden this dagger he's got this bag everything's kind of clanging around and but you do make it outside okay um like we could hear those voices imminently there i feel like we should still be moving before we take any breaks here okay sure that's sounds fine to me all right all right roll undertake a perilous journey who's doing what job I think I'm sticking with my scouting. I think I did pretty well with trailblazing, so I'll keep it up. Yes, I will stay the quartermaster. Uh, I got a seven. I got a six. Eleven on that scouting. All right, so with that, you are able to make it through the first day to camp, and you haven't sensed anything around Tass to be worried about, so you set up camp pretty secure in the knowledge that there's nothing nearby. Um, you use the normal amount of rations, but because of how hard the trek was, it took a lot more when it comes to getting through the underbrush. TJ took you a different route. Uh, everybody actually uses an additional ration because you're so hungry at the end of this day. And I think the scene that we find ourselves in is the four of you around the campfire prepping your sleeping spaces. And as Nyx lays out her pack, Rambaldi flies down from a tree and nestles onto the corner of her pillow. And pretty quickly after that, Nyx lays down and goes to sleep. I really hate leaving those goblins to just go off somewhere. I have a feeling that that place is tapped now, now that they know that there's somebody there that can actually fight them. You know, they're not going to stay there. I mean, yeah, objectively, I agree with you, but yeah, what the hell were we going to do about no, it? No, I know that that got bad there. Um, oof, yeah, that just rankles me. We started out strong and then, oof, yeah, it was literally a cat with tail between legs there at the end. I mean, it'd still be might be worth going back at some point, but we got to check on home first. Enjoy what we accomplished. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. We did a lot. We did a lot. Let's be proud of what we've done. We did exactly what we set out to do. Exactly. We got in there, we got the portal, and we avenged Nix's party, and we got out with our lives. That's good work. Yeah. You're right. Good call. And as we're having this conversation, I am beating up my sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Tass? Yeah. Uh, that dagger, is there something going on with it? Oh, I meant to see, um, Jake, do you have any idea if there's anything cool about this? Like, they hid it. Uh, do I? Would this be something spells and magics that I could ask a bardic lore question about? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Ask your question. What does it do? It is a dagger that when you are able to focus and channel your hatred into it, creates a poison on the end. Oh, that's sick. If you just, if you just hate really hard like cruciatus curse through this dagger it becomes poisonous whoa and you know that it also wants to be used 
So like upon seeing it, it could try to enchant you to make you want to use your anger through it. The bad news is that it wants to ensorcel you into using it. Oh. Or I mean, maybe not you, but it wants somebody to be using it. This thing has a thrall. How do you know this about it? Uh, there's a legend of a, of a warrior, um, Leon the Black Blade. And as it's told, he was extremely good because he had a weapon that wanted to be used. He had a sword that like had this thrall over him and he didn't fight it. He almost struck a bargain with the thing. Um, and so his his ability to kill and to fight was enhanced because he wasn't like, oh, no, the bloodlust has overtaken me. He went, yeah, all right, sword, let's do some business. Okay. And as uh, he's like holding it out there, I'm just like nonchalantly like, wow, that's amazing. Just try to take it. I think I just am slapping his hand, just absolutely ready for this. <laughs> TJ, roll to fight danger with wisdom. That's a nine. As he's like slapping your hand away, you get this very clear image of you grabbing his hand and breaking it at the wrist, but then you're not doing it. And you see him like turning back around and tucking the dagger into his satchel. Hmm. Problem? Uh, no, no, no problem. I ha have you been ensorcelled by the dagger? Is that what? Like we, I literally just laid this out that it wants to be one. Did it get you? Because I feel fine. Uh, Jake, roll discern realities as you ask this question. Oh, dang. Okay. 11. You get a hold three. That doesn't ever go that well for me. <laughs> Who's really in control here? Not TJ. <laughs> like in the sense of you're trying to figure out if he has been ensorcelled by this dagger. You think that his desire for it is not within his control. Uh, what should I be on the lookout for? You remember from your stories about these different weapons that if they had some kind of a magical property attached to them, that you could start to notice the color of that magic inside of the whites of the person's eyes when they were separated from it too long and it was starting to drive them mad. What is about to happen? You think that TJ, now that he has been affected by this dagger if he isn't able to get his hands on it soon or have the thrall over him broken that the violence it once channeled into it he's going to start channeling it wherever he can okay uh i'm gonna follow after task uh hey the that dagger has got tj and if we don't give it to him he's gonna start hurting people or we need to figure out how to unmagic him what how do i have a thought i have a feeling i can do this do you want me to try it, or do you just want to hand him the dagger? I would rather you try the thing than hand him a weird dagger, a poison murder object. Okay, I'm going to sing a song that I've not yet sung. Oh. And it is Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. <laughs> and um, what does this song do? <laughs> so the, the last effect of my arcane art that I haven't used yet is... Their mind is shaken clear of one and No, no, <laughs> no, I quit. I quit. I'm out. Bye. Awesome. Uh, so I want to try this and I want to see if it's good enough to, to break through this thrall. All right, roll it. Six. Oh, Jake turns and starts singing at TJ. And TJ, you feel this strange pull on your brain go away. You feel clear headed again. Oh, that was weird. Oh, guys, to be honest, I, I was doing pretty bad there. I felt like really pissed off there for a second, but I think I got, <sighs> just breathed. Thank you, Jake. That song, man. Good job on that. No problem. It's a bop, right? I'm glad you feel good. Yeah. 
Okay, having dealt with that, I think it's time for end of session experience. All right. So, did we learn something new and important about the world? Uh, yeah, I'd say we do. We know Nash is in this world. Um, we know that Grandpa Tencher is here somewhere. At least we assume he is still here. Um, it's been a while since he's been seen, but I think it's safe to say that he is hiding. We know how we're here. We know like the capacity that we're here in. That we went through a portal and left, you know, must have left our bodies behind because we possessed corpses. Oh, yeah, that's true. You also know kind of the geography of this world. Oh, that's true. We know the continents and, um, yeah, a little bit about how that works. A little more detail about the magic and the colors of animals and things. Uh, we also know that Baba Yaga is a constant through this world and basically all worlds. Accurate and terrifying. Um, I think, too, just in the sense of you all knowing the world, I think that you would know the name of this world. It's something that we haven't discussed, but I think that once you start to remember the different continents and the towns and stuff like that, uh, you know that this world is called Fanarin. Oh. Did we overcome a notable monster or enemy? At first, I thought we are just jamming on those troglodytes. We, I was like, these aren't very worthy at all. And then you fucked us over by making me small again. And then and then we uh then we actually had some trouble and I'd say that the the sort of magical troglodyte was the awesome boss. Yeah, and I think too with TJ getting smaller, um you know, we didn't talk about this in the moment, but I think with Jake's lore ability, I think the thing that you probably learned in that moment is that two magical effects can't be going on at the same time. You know, TJ got smaller when he got healed. We didn't take the time in that moment to kind of examine that. But I think that with the brain that you have in your head and that ability, you make that connection of, oh, two magic effects can't be happening at the same time. Interesting. Oh, boy, that's going to get dangerous. I think what really profoundly beat our asses was a hallway of bones. That's true. That trap got you guys good. It did. That put us in a bad spot to face that final threat, which he, he did all right. But I mean, it didn't take too much to put him down. But overall, I would still say yes, because this was a threat that all but team wiped a crew. And then we went in and we planned and we, we did a little better. And I think that's fairly notable. And did we loot a memorable treasure? Yes, the death dagger. Am I supposed to name that? Yeah. I named the belt. Yeah. Uh, it is Rancid Brian's dagger. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sweet of you to name it so after good. my uh, Sea of Thieves character. Yeah, yeah, for anybody who doesn't follow the Twitch stream, that is TJ's Sea of Thieves character. That's a good name for a poison dagger. All right, so with that, everybody gets three points of experience. Woo. Um, and then what about your alignment moves? Does anybody get a point from those? Uh, if we're saying that the troglodytes in a in whole were worthy opponents, I would say I got one extra point. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, considering we were at death's door there for a second. Yeah, I feel like any time that we answer yes to that second question, that means you've gotten your experience. Yeah, and I think any time you guys do anything outside, Jake will get his point of experience. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I have performed my art to aid someone else. I have gotten my experience. Um, I don't think there was anything unnatural, was there? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Task can never find his. You know, one thing is occurring to me in this moment, too, about not being able to mark experience. I don't think I marked my experience for the two times that I failed my shape shift. Oh, because you still get experience. It's still a fail. But fail it happens anyway. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, that's happened twice. It's happened with the condor and it happened with the bear. Yeah, that's Um, true. Is that okay if I tap those on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you would have those two extra experience points then. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay, I'm going to do that. And so I think with that, you all can do the make camp move. Uh, So if you have enough experience, you can level up, uh, decide who's going to take what order in the watch. And when you sleep, you heal damage equal to half of your max hit points. I'll take that middle watch again in the middle of the night. I'll take the early morning. Okay, I'll take first watch. And you can sing us to sleep. I will. I think that's just going to be expected from now on. I sing lullabies. All right, does anybody level up? Yeah, definitely. Already. What are you going to take? I'm going to take a move called Metal Hurlant. When you shout with great force or play a shattering note, choose a target and roll plus con. On a 10 plus, the target takes 1d10 damage and is deafened for a few minutes. On a 7 to 9, you still damage your target, but it's out of control. The GM will choose an additional target nearby. All right, so this is you kind of prepping yourself for not accidentally buffing the enemies so you can deafen them. Yes, hopefully I can just make someone deaf, and then if we're in single combat with them, I don't have to worry about the magical backlash of accidentally magicking them up. All right, I like this. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also level up for the first time. Oh, good yeah. lord, Jake has lapped you. He did. He sure did. <laughs> uh, what are you going to take on your left? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to take Thing Talker. I think being down in a cave where there weren't a lot of... Um, just creatures and stuff, actual animals, um, that this is something that speaks to me. So this is what it says. You see the spirits in the sand, the sea, and the stone. Uh, you may now apply your spirit tongue, shape-shifting, and studied essence to inanimate natural objects, so plants and rocks, uh, or creatures made thereof, uh, as well as animals. So Thing Talker forms can be exact copies, or they can be like mobile, vaguely humanoid-shaped entities. Okay. Uh, That means you get to play prop hunter. (laughs) Exactly right. Um, I almost forgot one of the other pieces of level up is that you add one to a stat. Yes. Um, So I'm going to add one to my constitution so that my con mod is bumped up to a plus two. So now my attack stat is very good because now I attack with con with my metal hurlant. Ooh, good call. And also get you a couple extra hit points. Uh, one, yeah. So I'm up to 22 total hit points. Nice. I'm going to bump up my decks because I have not been a very dexterous little druid so far. Oh, gosh. Uh, I just realized uh, I level up. I, I keep forgetting how the math works on that. So I level up to level three now. Oh, okay. What are you going to take? I am going to take as my move Ironhide because it sounds like the Transformer and I like those. Uh, But it basically gives me (laughs) plus one to armor. It's very simple, but I like it. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, for my stat boost, I'm going to go with Constitution again. So I'm going up to 17. It doesn't change my modifier, but it does give me that one extra hit point. Okay. And I feel like we're going to need it. All right. And so I think with that, Everybody settles in, uh, you set up the watch, and the night passes without incident. Uh, The next morning, you're able to get up and get out and make it back to Nottermore by the Bay and back to Yaga's place. And you knock on the door and she opens it. Well, welcome back. I can't say good to be here. It's I'm very uncomfortable. That would be a lie. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Yeah, I think we've I think we've got it. What will you do with it now? Well, I mean, we need to find a safe place 
to reset it so that we can go check on home real fast. Would this be an appropriate place or would that put you in danger? Oh, I'm not overly afraid of the use of magic near me. You could put it in my cellar. That's good for me. Uh, then I want to, like, take the rug where I think that the cellar door is because we've been to Baba's house and, uh, move it out of the way and see if it's still there. Yeah, you're able to pull back the rug and you find the hatch that leads to the cellar, uh, and you pop it open and there's a set of wooden stairs going down into an earthen cellar. Awesome. Um, go ahead, Tess. I just break the thing on the ground, right? Yes. All right. Uh, do we want to do anything else here before we try this? Um, Nix, what are your plans for? from here uh i think that well i think i need to go inform my friends families about what happened to them obviously i can't bring them bodies but i can at least let them know what befell you know i don't honestly know what's going to happen when we step back through this when we came through we occupied these bodies if we go back through are they just going to be bodies again i mean that's my best guess but yaga do you have a way to preserve the bodies that we're in right now Oh, you mean if you pass back through the portal and become... And she kind of looks at Nyx, and she's not quite sure the word to use. Uh, yes, I do believe that I have a couple of poultices and some herbs that are specifically designed to preserve someone after the moments of death. It seems macabre, but it seems like the thing to do. I guess we just gotta, and I can't believe I'm saying this, take it on faith. All right, boys. I guess let's do the thing. And I'll smash it on the ground. You smash this crystal on the ground and the energy springs from it. And you see very clearly now something that was kind of hard to make out before because of its location. But now that it's standing in the middle of this room, you can very clearly see this energy aura here. And you feel a little bit of a pull from it as you stand near it. Um, Nix, I can't say enough how sorry I am that you had to go through all of this. Just, um, you know, there is a chance we'll be back and we've got some work to do. Um, you know, I hope we see you, but stay out of trouble. Yeah. Yes, you as well. I, I hope whatever it is you're here to do, I hope you're able to accomplish it. Thank you. Yeah, we will have some to discuss when you return, but at least now I do know where you shall be returning to. So I'll listen for the knock at my cellar door, I suppose. Yeah. Thanks, Yaga. And thanks for being so chill. No problem, homie. <laughs> um, I'm going to be honest. I think I'm feeling the lure home maybe more than anybody else here. Like, I feel foreign in this body and with this whole concept. I just want to go. I think it's the time. I think we're, you know, starting to turn to go. I'm ready to walk through. So the three of you turn and step back through the portal. As they do, the three bodies once belonging to Honan, Walfus, and Kolvar collapse. Yaga and Nyx move quickly and are able to catch the lifeless bodies as they fall towards the ground. And the pair work together to lay the three bodies out on the cool floor of the cellar, Nyx arranging the belongings next to them in neat piles as Yaga begins to apply oils to their skin. It's dark now, and we're outside of Yaga's cottage in the middle of Nottermore. The door opens as Yaga walks Nyx out. They exchange goodbyes, and Nyx turns to walk down the dark street ahead. Yaga's door closes, and we follow Nyx, who walks in and out of the illumination from the street lanterns. She stops under one such lantern and reaches into her bag and pulls out a fine silver dagger, and her head tilts to the side as if she's listening to someone talk. And then a slight smile spreads across her face as she nods in agreement. 
and we see the blade of the dagger become slick with a green oil as her fingers tighten around the hilt. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Sine. That's a geometric waveform or arc that rises and falls. And a new Canadian TTRPG and podcast inspired by that almost soothing mathematical motion. Let me show you. The action begins to rise as powerful strangers in a ruined yet vibrant world band together. If you run north, they will chase you. I suggest you stand behind me. Partner, I'd rather stand beside you if you're willing to help. Tension continues to mount higher as our characters must push themselves beyond their usual limits. As I'm climbing into the into the driver's seat, I'm going to say to Sarah, sometimes you got to make tough decisions. I'm driving now. And it peaks as a danger and excitement hits its zenith, leading to great failure or success. Fenriel would be just fire at this point. She straight up might die. Like, this encounter might murder you. You know what? You lit me on fire. We're going to be on fire, baby. And this tension relaxes. The tragedy, but more often humor, that comes with great pals being around a virtual table playing a game. Discover Sign on your favorite podcast player. S-I-N-E. The choices of the characters are theirs to make, but the fate of the world is up to the dice.